0: Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. (laughs) Welcome everyone to this morning's message. We do this, we've done this a couple times now. A few times,
1: sharing a conversation as the message.
0: As the message, which is fun and regular viewers and listeners of our podcast will be familiar with this format. So we welcome you uh, on this beautiful Sunday morning on this Earth Day.
1: Yes, Um, yes indeed. And
0: so Ed, I know you have a a deep... uh, commitment and relationships to eco-justice, to the thinking about and being mindful about um, the environment. And I know coming out of sort of the first part of your sabbatical, Mm -hmm. it shifted a little bit, it moved a little bit. So where are you now in that?
1: So um, I was recalling a comment from a friend or a question from a friend five years ago, actually, when I came out of that sabbatical, who had asked me the question, so, Ed, now that you've had the sabbatical, do you have a, a clear sense of direction going forward? So this was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was able to say yes, without hesitation.
0: Well, that's something.
1: Yes, right? And doesn't often <laughs> happen that way. But the clear sense of direction was to be as engaged in this question of environmental justice as possible, mm-hmm. because this is something that we can all relate to, it's a challenging question across the planet, and it's of great importance for children, grandchildren, and those coming down the future. So for all of those reasons and more, mm-hmm. I felt like this was something I could really focus on. Yeah. So um, then coming out of that, I honestly, even though that was such a strong feeling at the time, I could not have foreseen that we would put 284 solar panels on, on the buildings of the campus. Right. Uh, I couldn't have foreseen that a year ago our electricity bill for the church building was around $800 and th- this same month this year it's $65. Is it really? Yes. So that's a big change and um, I couldn't have foreseen that I would be serving on the town's sustainability committee but mm-hmm. I am and I'm very glad to be there. And the Board of Trustees actually encouraged all of this by giving me the room to dedicate at least 10% uh, of my time during the week on issues related to environmental justice. Mm -hmm. And that's especially because we're positioned with such a beautiful campus, and it has so many opportunities for growth and stewardship and demonstration of great practices. Mm. So we're we're really excited by all of that. So here it's been these last five years that have unfolded in the way they have. And uh, of course, I'm especially grateful that all of that happened because we had the pandemic right in the middle of that time. Right. And that could have kind of destroyed all of our initiatives, but it didn't. Thanks to a very, very hardworking team, our eco action team at Roundhill Community Church.
0: So this idea of a church, a clergy person being vocal, being involved in environmental justice, in taking care of our planet, why for some people that might seem like two different things. Mm. Why is that Mm -hmm. so integral Mm -hmm. to your ministry here?
1: It's a great question. And even in preparing thoughts for this message, it comes up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there's two, there are two sources for me from which I, maybe two wells from which I drink mm-hmm. when I think about why this is especially important for me personally, and why it's important for us as a congregation. Within the, the the stories of our tradition, the biblical stories, there is a tremendous amount of material that encourages great care for and nurture of the earth, mm-hmm. um, which is especially important to emphasize because over the last 100 years, Christianity has actually been blamed for some of the abuse of mm. the earth. You know, the Christian, Christian religion has often been wedded to a way of, of development and progress, especially in, in terms of industrialization, that led to the exploitation of the earth. Mm-hmm. So now we're discovering that what was also true, much more true all along, was the fact that we have great resources for the care of the earth. Right. I'm thinking about this little phrase in one of the Psalms, I believe it's Psalm 24, which says, "The earth." Is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, mm-hmm. and uh, Bill Coffin, who used to preach at Riverside Church back in the late seventies, nineteen eighties, used to say that's a sign that should be hung in every corporate boardroom across America. Mm-hmm. You know, let's remember, you know, what what is the creative genesis of this planet and. How do we honor that, mm-hmm. right? Not exploit it or ignore it. So that, that's a very important resource for me. I also think about a comment that Jesus made to his disciples, which wasn't related to earth care or mm-hmm. creation care, but I've used it in that way. He said at one point, I no longer call you servants, but friends. Hmm. What if we could look at the earth, this amazing ho- island home on which we live out our days and say, I no longer call you servant. Mm-hmm. I call you my friend. And to act accordingly. Yeah. Right. So I'm, those are great sources of inspiration for me from the Christian tradition, mm-hmm. but I also have to say, I, I really have to, I owe a lot to my parents. They were phenomenal gardeners that did not translate so well into my <laughs> way of being. <laughs> However, they were always outside. Okay. When I was growing up, they were always outdoors. They were planting, pruning, cleaning out some part of the yard that needed refurbishment. They did have an enormous garden from which my mother gathered vegetables and canned them. And so all winter long, we had fresh vegetables every year. And I always thought, you know, even as a child, when I hated working in that garden, picking Mm -hmm. out those stones every year and doing everything we needed to do, I think the legacy of that was I did learn to fall in love with the land. Mm. And I'm so glad that I have that sensitivity, and so that's another place from which I draw importance uh, of, of creation, but also answering your question, you know, this is where the focus comes for me as a pastor. Right, Part of it is personal, and I think that's a spiritual experience for me, but it's also um, comes through our tradition of faith that's right. been handed down from one generation to the next.
0: Yeah, so now that we've placed this importance, what's the congregation's role in, in, being a force for good, which is a phrase we use around here a lot, that we yep. that we uh, we strive to be. Um, what's our congregation's role? What's our community's role in in this? How do you see that happening?
1: Well, I'm I'm inspired by our congregation. Hmm. We have so many people in our congregation who have been, I would say, leaders in terms of the care of the environment, especially in the town of Greenwich. It's, it's extraordinary. And I, I better not name just a few people because I'm gonna be missing out on a whole a whole bunch of other <laughs> oh, I'm people. Sure.
0: So many amazing, wonderful people.
1: <clears throat> but you know, the fact that we have a composting station and and the fact that we're thinking about how our church school could grow to the point where it becomes a place where children can really get their hands in the dirt and see growing things and mm-hmm. and experience the fun and the joy of that. Um, I'm I'm inspired by the people of our congregation. Mm-hmm. And so for the last eight years. Um, the Board of Trustees has been thinking about how to enhance that, and, and all of that initiative comes actually from the congregation. It didn't come from me. It came from leaders who said, you know, we could be a green church, mm-hmm. and we could maybe be a real leader in that sense. And I think we are slowly stepping into that role. And uh, just looking out into the future a little bit, this coming October, we'll be hosting the first interfaith gathering uh, in Fairfield County for the Interreligious Ecojustice Network. Huh. So this, this organization is based mainly in New England, but they are uh, becoming more and more of a force for good in their own right, giving congregations the resources they need to demonstrate their care for creation. Mm-hmm. So that, that event's going to be held on our campus, in our community house, right underneath all of those amazing solar panels. Wow. And, so, and the fact that it's interfaith, I think lines up well with round Hill community church. And it's really, it's open hearted, open minded spirit of the religious journey as the human journey.
0: You yeah. Know? That's amazing. So going <laughs> forward, how do we stay motivated? Well, how do we stay inspired? What's, what's next yeah. in this journey together?
1: Well, you know, I was just listening recently to a, a really, a really wonderful webinar, um, from three individuals who've written a book about how churches are starting to practice innovation Mm. as we position ourselves for growth in a world that looks a whole lot different than it did three years ago. So much has changed about the church. And one of the things that uh, they mentioned in their book is uh, they actually focused it down to three words and it's about listening, acting and sharing. And I think that going forward into the future, I, I could see how that pattern, listen, act, and share, could become a beautiful model for us as we seek to actually collaborate with more and more organizations. Mm-hmm. And there's also a great collaborative spirit in our congregation, you know, the sense of re- let's reach out. If we can do something together mm-hmm. as a community church, let's do that. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about listening, both in terms of listening to our own traditions, And those great stories that we have and how they can inspire us. But let's listen to people in the community and create opportunities for listening. So we kind of surface their dreams, Mm -hmm. right? What are their dreams for our community? And also let's listen to the earth. Let's listen to the land. I mean, we're a coastal community. You know, we have Long Island Sound right there. And if we can, if we can listen in all those different ways, listen to the ways that the spirit is speaking, I think we're going to receive ideas and then collectively we can act on those ideas. And if they, well, you know, whether they work or not, we can share what we've learned and Mm -hmm. we may have a wonderful idea and implement it and it becomes a complete mistake. We learn from it. And then we go on to something that's better and more effective in the future. Mm -hmm. But I think we'll find that there's actually a lot of joy in that process of working together. And I I think the one, I don't really hear or detect a single note of powerlessness in our congregation Mm. about facing the future. In fact, I had one person say to me, and this was actually a few years ago when I was describing my growing interest. She said, you know that what we now call the great generation or the greatest generation, the generation Mm -hmm. that survived and moved through the Second World War. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, we can be another great generation, Mm -hmm. the generation that has faced and will face the challenges of environmental change and steps up to that and does all of the risky, necessary, and essential work to make sure that there is a beautiful, thriving planet here for future generations. And I thought, Mm -hmm. what a great way To take an example from the past Mm -hmm. and move it to the future and claim and sort of step into that role ourselves. And I hope that, I hope we feel more and more of that as we go forward. We we have the spirit working for us, and that thread is clearly woven through generations of people who've tried to be faithful in these ways and the spirit is woven also into the life and breath of the creation. So you know, here's to the way in which our campus can grow in so many ways to demonstrate our faith. Thanks, Ed. You are most welcome. And, and we wish blessings and grace and peace to our congregation on Earth Day and to all future Earth Days when we can look back each one and say, here's how we progressed a little bit farther this year in this really, really important work.
0: Thanks for listening. Roundtow Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundtow Community Church. For more information, please visit Roundhillradio.org.